So I'm recording this intro in hindsight because we never did an intro originally and we started off really awkwardly. But basically this is Brown GP, which is me, Abhi and Adwe giving up bad takes on F1 because let's be real, no one really knows anything about F1. And for our first episode, we're doing a 2021 driver ranking. So yeah, please listen to our bad takes. experience but I think our list will be fairly similar. Yeah, he's been watching for 10 years course. longer than me, but sure. No, not true. Okay. We'll get to that later, but I think we can start at last place because I think everyone's last place will be the same, which is yeah. I think yeah, it was easier was to make the bottom of the list than it was to make the top of the list, so. I think last place of the list was probably the easiest one. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. Thinking, uh, I, I put it up there. The most consistent driver on the grid. <laughs> Mazepin. I'm yeah. just going to put him in. Uh, it was yeah, like was the most races with the lowest time in qualifying. It was like Mazepin has 20 because he did that like every time this season. And then it was like an all-time list and he was still number one in that. Did yeah, I mean... He, <laughs> he had a really bad season, man. He, his teammate wasn't even... That's special. It was just another rookie uh, in a new car, and he still outperformed in big time. So it was pretty miserable for Mazepin. And I don't think anyone liked him at any point, also. So he didn't have any kind of support, anything to fall back on. Like, you know, when Ricardo had a bad season, he still had like fans, he still had like some sort of support behind him. Mazepin was just alone and miserable the whole season behind everyone on the grid. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he was getting capped. Yeah. He had like a 0.5 second gap to his teammate also, so yeah. magic. And I think we can decide on that. Don't need to spend any longer. I think if you made a highlight reel of Mazepin's season, it would just be a few overtakes on his teammate. That's it. <laughs> and so yeah. you can count them on like one hand. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of spins. I think okay. I saw something recently where it was they were showing like a graphic of all this every spin basically by drivers in the season and everyone was kind of bunched together and then on top Mazepin was just chilling like three times the next <laughs> person or something okay so I think he's I... very safe yep. yep okay so 19th place I thought this was fairly easy but you guys might it might be different for you all I put Giovinazzi Italian yeah Jesus. that's what it's all yeah. yeah I put Yuki Sonoda Ooh. Ooh, that's okay, a big okay. shout. So should we first say why we put Gio? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can go first. Uh, I think first of all, he was beaten by Kimi, who, especially now at the end of the season, we saw that he was very checked out. Like he knew he's retiring at the start. You could tell he wasn't really that interested. And I think Alpha probably had the eighth best car. But he still underperformed quite a bit. Like, he finished below Latifi. And behind Raikkonen. Like, his quality record was better, but I don't know how much that matters. So, that's why... I, I, mean, I just think it was like, he didn't have the... Like, he had the third slowest car. So, there was like two cars that are slower than him. And he still was so bad. He scored so few points. Like, I think he came like third bottom in the points list. Yeah. And then, you know, that's not even his first season. You know, you can give cut like Schumacher, Sonoda some slack first season and stuff, but exactly. um, like, this guy's been here for like three or four years and it's just like bad. Did I say second slowest guy? I also meant third slowest car. 
Yeah. Would they slow the yeah. volumes? Um, I feel like I mean, for, for a lot of races, I remember them finishing just outside the points. Both Kimi and no, I mean, even Latifi. They were third slowest, like with Williams being second slowest and Haas being. Oh slowest. yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, fair. Yeah, I think I Williams mean, ended up picking up more points. I think they also improved more of the season. I think we saw that in like. I George actually think Rocky it's pretty harsh to put Sonoda that low, man. I don't know. Uh, okay. Wait. So before that, where did you put Gio? Had two positions higher, so it was never going to be. It was oh, never okay. like far off. I, I thought, Gio was sort of unlucky as well. In my head, at least, I thought I saw him finishing just outside the points quite often. Like in, at least in the earlier parts of the season, I thought he was finishing like twelfth, thirteenth, and stuff fairly often. Um, I know Kimi got more points. I know even Latifi got more points. Um, and it doesn't reflect well. Um, but Gio did do well in quality. Like he reached what Q three. Three or four times, something like that. Um, always outqualified his uh, teammate Kimi. Um, although, like like you said, Kimi had checked out a little bit. But I thought Kimi, I thought Gio did un- underperform in the races, but I thought he was a bit unlucky as well. He just didn't pick up the points, and in a season that was really important for him, contract-wise, I think it wasn't great. The thing is, like I did put him a couple of positions higher than Sonoda, who I thought just didn't perform at any point. I know it was a rookie season, and we weren't expecting much, but. Um, he he never got to grips with that car. He never showed the pace of the car. Um, he finished in the points a few times, but even then, Gasly just looked far ahead of him. I don't think there was there weren't many teammate battles in the on the grid that were a bigger mismatch than this one. But I would still say like maybe it's a recency bias, but he showed like a lot of strength at the end, and I would say like comparing him. Gasly is not the fairest comparison because he is one of the stronger drivers on the grid. So, like I think we judge Yuki badly because you know he had probably third fastest car, fourth fastest car in some races, but he still didn't do that good. But you know I still don't think he's like the second worst driver in the whole grid. Like there was like with as you said, Gio like qualified Q3 a bunch of times, starts like seventh, and still ends the race 13, 14. So it was just like such just like bad racing. I think Yuki also deserves some uh, leeway because of the fact that he's a rookie still. And Gio has, like you said, had a few years in F1 and maybe should have performed better based on that. Also, I think the pressure was on um, Gio this year. Like, Yuki did have, like, you get, like, a year off to, like, adjust with the car, which is what they sort of wanted uh, a year before the new regulations just to get comfortable with everything. But Gio's had, like, he's had his year, like, a few years in F1 and he's had time to adapt and get used to the team. Um, and this year was the end of his contract, a lot of speculation about him leaving, and it was now when he needed to perform, and he just didn't do it, didn't ever hit that. Yeah, level, I mean, so. I think losing to a checked out Kimi is just, um, yeah. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah, I also just think that in F1, you can't be meh for so long. Yeah. Which is you part of why I put him off. so low. Yeah, yeah at least you can have some highlights. You know, he finished the last race fourth place, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah true. So, okay, I'm going to go to 18th because I think you guys might have this different, but on 18th, I have Kimi. Yeah, I put the two, um, like, I put Raikkonen and Gionazzi right next to each other as well. So I think we're the same pitch, but I think uh, they might have Latifi. Yeah. Okay. So I mainly put Kimi just because he drove like he was checked out, I think. Like, 
you know, it's Kimmy, so he did, you know, in sprint races, make up like 10 places in the first sprint race or whatever it was. That insane first lap and, you know, did decently in the race. But there were a few points like in Austria where he crashed into Vettel for no reason. I think a couple of other places where he made mistakes. But basically, yeah, I could tell that he's like done. He wants to leave, which is why I didn't put him any higher. I wanted to give some credit to Latifi. Like, I didn't think he was like the third worst. Like, I don't think he was 18th because if you yeah. actually look at the gap this season to George Russell, like in terms of racing ability, quality gaps and stuff, it was definitely a lot closer. Like, I think I didn't want to skew my opinion based on like how George wiped the floor with Latifi like in the previous season. Like, I definitely thought he was a lot faster and like quality gap was getting better. And, you know, if we look ahead for the 2022 season, like, Based on last season, I would have been so confident like Albon would like whoop Latifi's ass just like George did. But Latifi seems like a solid racer, and the quality gap's getting closer to George as well. Like one of the like few last races, I think he was just a few tenths off as well. So I yeah, I think like part of it, right? Albon would be coming back into F1 after a while, and Latifi would have been in that team for a while as well. So you, I think you should expect Latifi to compete and make it hard for Albon. I don't I don't think it should be easy for him. I think Latifi is actually like, But I wouldn't and say like, that you, Albon you talked about the gap. It was about time that he started to close the gap. Like, at the, the, I thought the Williams did have a better car than Alpha in some races. And I think even... In, yes, Latifi picked up points sometimes and that's why he finished ahead of one of, the, one of the Alphas. But I think for the most part, I saw Latifi battling with Schumacher more than he's battling higher up. Anywhere close to his teammate, he, he was far off that pace. So I don't think he was that impressive. And again, same as Gio, the same logic that he's had a few years. And uh, I like Order might see him kick on, but it hasn't. I mean, gone. see, think about it this way: George finished one position above Kimi. That's including a second place in Belgium. Those half points that gives you nine points. So if you take away that outlier, he had nine points. Um, or he had seven points in the season, and Latifi also had seven points. Yeah, I was going I to bring that up did, as well. Did well to pick up those, on, those, on those opportunities. I'm not denying that, but I thought over the course of the season, I'm talking about how he generally drove. I I didn't think it was that impressive. But I did, I think the Alpha is actually like a marginally better car than the Williams. So like I don't think Kimi like, did much my, better. I thought, I thought I saw I thought Gio, um, Kimi, and George. Were in those places just outside the points fairly often, like um, depending on how the Aston Martin was doing that weekend. Um, but you tended to see Latifi closer to the horses than you did them. Hmm. I mean, it's fair. Like it, I, I, I always, I always thought that these would be like close. Um, this group, I think, above Masbin, but yeah, so I see your point, but I still think. Do you still do players. think that Yuki is 19th? I, yeah, I, I do see the I, I argument should, for I how that, you've done I the race. Like makes some, sense. I, I get that he should get some leeway um, because of the fact that he's a rookie. But And I have factored that into my thinking with some other drivers as well. So maybe it's a bit unfair on him. But based on his performances this season, um, I don't think I was impressed. Just well, so Pitti, I'm guessing, like, I think we know Adve's list. Which is like Mazepin, Yuki, Gio, uh, Latifi, Raikkonen, right? Latifi, then Gio, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then, then like, then. I'm guessing, Pitti, for you, your 17th was Latifi, your 16th was Yuki. Actually, it wasn't. 
Your 16th uh, wasn't what? even Yuki. No, my 17th was Yuki. And then your 16th? Rakunen. Let's get to 16. I'm gonna put um, Yuki there. Okay. What was your? So, what was your? What I was trying to say was 16th to 20. I thought we had the same five in like a little um, bit of a different order, but I guess not. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, what was your 17th? Abigo. Mine was Latifi. Like I thought he was better than Kimi, so 18th okay. Kimi, 17th. So Kimi, both of you 17. have basically Latifi and Gio around the same. Like yeah, Latifi, I have Gio. Yeah, and I have. I have came above him, and I've explained my reasons for Gio. Yeah. Like, he was worse than Kimi, uh, even though he was. Yeah, I mean, I think fall, like he used to fall behind, and he had worse race pace, so he used to fall behind him. So Kimi was better than him, and he had a better season, despite the fact that I think Kimi had fallen off, and he wasn't quite as sharp as he had been in previous seasons. Didn't have the same pace, but I, I still was still kind of impressed by like quality performances and in general Gio's driving I thought it was like not impressed I think that's pushing it maybe but um I thought he he did fine like I don't think he was terrible uh, I don't think he did well enough to deserve a new contract agreed but um I still thought he was better than some other drivers and for the most part he drove like that as well I did, I just don't think he picked up the points the way others I think we can conclude like at least Adve and I have the same five in the bottom five the orders Slightly different, but it's difficult yeah. to judge that. But I think yeah, the next think thing it, that I'd want to like talk I mean, about is the same four 16th. at the very least. So. Yeah, like sixteenth not being Yuki, like six, Yuki not being in the bottom five. I think that's the next thing we should talk about. Like, I'm curious to see why Pitti doesn't have Yuki in the bottom five. Oh no, no, I have Yuki in the bottom oh, five. He has I don't Yuki. have Latifi he in have the Kimi. bottom five. Oh, he doesn't have Latifi. Oh, you don't have Latifi. So who's out of the who's the bottom five? If Latifi, Kimi, Gio, Mazepin. From backwards, I have Mazepin. Juvenazzi, Raikkonen, Sonoda, and mm -hmm. in 16th I have Stroll. Oof. Okay. Wow, that's hard. And, okay, so the reason I have yeah. Stroll there is, I think Stroll literally drove the most average season <laughs> because yeah. his I, so I, his I, average quality position was 15.75, and Given that he was in an Aston Martin, he should have been coming 15th or 16th, right? But, you know, if you're saying that Stroll had a poor season, then by that argument, Vettel had an even equivalently poor season. And, like, he got, like, nine points more, which includes one podium, a second place. So, like, yeah, you but, take out that outlier Yeah, but don't again. forget that Vettel came second in Hungary and got disqualified. Yeah, it got disqualified. Yeah, so you got to count that. I guess it evens out. And, not just, and just at the same time in Hungary, out. Stroll crashed when he could have avoided. Like basically, he didn't do anything good this season. And I think people I mean, I, he's rate also him higher the because they remember more. 2020 and they remember his pole. I also think he's been in the points more than uh, Vettel in the same Aston Martin. Like I just did a quick count. He'd been in the points also, nine times. Again, if you don't count Hungary. But... Even also, then, just like, to I think another thing, Vettel hit quick. the heights more often. Vettel outqualified Stroll like a lot more often. Yeah, because he just, okay, he so the so gap wasn't even that big. And this was also this was also his first season in a new car. Stroll had um, experience in this car from previous. No, seasons, also so. Stroll's well, average quality was fifteen point seven five. Vettel's average quality was eleven point seven three. Vettel was far better. I think the head to head was like he had. He'd outperformed him twice as much. It was like he got 15 or 14 compared to like 7 or 8 on Stroll's side. So he was far quicker in qualities. Uh, he, well, got, he, he, he got the pace of the car. He hit those levels. 
in his first season better than Stroll, um, despite the fact that Stroll has been driving that car for the last year. I mean, I think what we need to discuss is Stroll v Latifi. Which one deserves to be in the bottom five? Because I think Adu and I agree that Latifi is somewhere in the bottom five, and you think he's higher than that, and Stroll is in the bottom five. So, like, I think if we do a head-to-head, we can kind of understand where we feel about that. So, like, in terms of a head-to-head, I don't think Latifi would be as close to Vettel in terms of any yeah, gap uh, in quality points, all I that. Think, I think Stroll stuck to his teammate much more than Latifi because Latifi was miles off. Now, Latifi's teammates also quicker and better, but Vettel's I would make pretty the good. Argument like, that Stroll wasn't far behind. I would make the argument fine. that Stroll was stuck pretty, about pretty as behind as Latifi just because okay in the races he finished similarly which was also true for Latifi and George and George smashed him in quali like with higher highs no I don't want to do like a Latifi versus George I think what you need to do is if you had put Latifi in the Aston Martin for 2021 would he have done better than Stroll so think about like that that's not so how relative to <laughs> But if you want to compare those two, isn't that how you have to think about it? Like, because it's no, difficult think, to look at Latifi versus how they did this season. Like, I, I think it also yeah, factored in like the expectations you had for them and stuff like that. So, I, I think it's yeah, but you take this season's ability and because I did make this list purely based on this season, yeah. and I think seeing the cars this season, I think Latifi overall performed better than Stroll. I think Stroll did the bare minimum. That's a bit mm. much. I yeah, Stroll, I, don't know. I know it's harsh, I but I, feel like, I don't know. I just wasn't far off his by teammate. Stroll. I thought Latifi was far off his teammate. I thought Stroll was. <laughs> I knew this one was. I, a hot I think one. he. Yeah, I I agree. Stroll was very meh, and that's why it's. No, but overall, it's kind of I annoying because at this Latifi, point again, yeah. I would have wanted him to like kick on. I've seen some of these drivers be in F1 for a while, and you want to see them kick on at some point. Like they've been in that car, they've had that yeah, stability. They should exactly. they should capitalize on that and make something of it. Like. I still think Stroll it's, was like, you said average. He was a solid, like he was just did the job of a midfield driver. I don't think Latifi, you know, was showing enough that I think he would have done the job in a midfield. Like I think he was like better than a pay driver. Like I don't think he was a pay driver, like Mazepin type. But I don't think like I wouldn't say Stroll based on this performance. If you brought someone who was watching the sport for the first time and said, look at this, I don't think they would have necessarily assumed Stroll was a pay driver. Whereas they might have still thought Latifi was a pay driver, if you put it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Just because of like, George had insane highs, I think, which is why they would think that more. But no, I'm down to put overall Latifi 16th. Yeah, so basically like, because I have Latifi the same bottom five. I've kind of lost track yeah. of the main list anyway, so we'll have to come back to it later. Yeah. So, so we, basically we, we have go like, over bottom five. So what yeah, I've put down well. is yeah. Mazepin, Giovinazzi, Raikkonen, Sonoda, Latifi. Yeah, more or less sure. the same. I don't think the order yeah, should matter too much for the bottom yeah, five, at least. Like, we can crack on for the rest. Yeah, like, I don't think this is that important. Cool. Let's move on. Okay, so then my yeah. 15th was Latifi, which we kind yeah, of discussed. Yeah, so I guess we, we discussed the launch story of Latifi thing, so we can move yeah, on. So then who, who, who is your who do 15th? You guys have 15th? Oh, launch Okay. Oh, yeah, I had Nick. Like but Someone actually, I, I think based on all we discussed, I do think I would swap that around. So I don't think I need yeah, to. I, I, I yeah, have it. So yeah. I think Stroll is solid 15th then. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then in 14th, I have Mick Schumacher. Mick. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. See, see, this is where I think it's different. Like when you said you made your list based on like if you put everyone in the same car, how they do. I kind of did it differently. I kind of did it based on how the season went for them, and that factors in. Then you put Ricardo. I didn't. Yeah, I put Ricardo. So yeah, but it wasn't. Like I know he's a better driver than Schumacher, and I think if you put them in the same car, yes, he would beat Schumacher. But that's not how I made the list. I be- I made it based on the fact that he really just disappointed people this season. That's yeah. You wanted you that. wanted to see him do better. Like he was in a new car, yes, and he was up against up against a good driver as well. It wasn't like a bad driver, so it wasn't going to be easy for him. And I would have I would have thought that Norris would have outperformed him and outscored him anyway. But I didn't expect to see this kind of gap, and. It took him a really long time to get to grips with that car, and then he, yeah, he got a win, but it was never really there for him this season. I don't think he hit those levels that he's hit before this, and yeah, hopefully next season he does well. Just crazy because he won in Monza, we all see him do that. That's what. So so he got that win. He he had that moment. So sometimes you know it's it's a good way to start your comeback. Basically, I still don't think after that he was. That great, but he was better. I think he he did improve over the season, and um, hopefully, I would say like next season. For the interest of like the top four, top five, to make it interesting, I was thinking it would be fun to discuss like who are the actual top five best drivers in F1 right now, not judging their season. That's why like I wouldn't put Ricardo like 14 because I don't think he's the 14th like worst driver or 14th best driver, right? So. Like I think we've got yeah. Our lists are going to be different just because of the fact that we've made it based on different logic. So yeah. But for the discussion for like the top five, if we want to think about, you know, who would be like, if right now you're trying to value the drivers, who would be fourth best, who would be fifth best, then like, yeah. I think we should follow that principle now as well. Uh. That's a very I different list. I think we've list, made our bro. list for 2021, but what we can do is just at the end we can say who we think our actual top five are. Which will be interesting yeah. because I think some. Yeah, because that's a different conversation yeah. from what I've used to make my list. So we can discuss that. But yeah, I mean, I guess we don't need to spend time on it because it's just different criteria. So, yeah, I mean, I think again, it's like the same group of people. I'm assuming it's like Ricardo. They'll be similar enough. If I'd made my list based on the same thing that you used to make your list, then yeah, Ricardo would have been higher and yeah, Schumacher sure. would have been lower, for example. Yeah. So, yeah, I so think Bobby and I mostly put Mick Schumacher because he crashed a lot. Yeah, obviously not as much as Mazepin, which is expected of a rookie that Haas was a boat of a car. He didn't have a high bar, is what I would say. Like, yeah, he did exactly what he needed to. But... Mazepin is really bad or if Mick is really good? Because he did smash Mazepin. Yeah. You know, he was ahead in the races. He was well ahead of him. He got into Q2 once. Mm-hmm. which was like very unexpected that was a good performance like overall he's been good i would say it's just hard to know where he is right now yeah i think he killed his teammate but it was another rookie teammate and um more importantly it was a rookie teammate that we all saw was just not good so it's hard to evaluate that but i still think the fact that he consistently beat a teammate um in his first season in F1 was pretty impressive um i'm still confused you you'd put stroll if you put them in the same car you think stroll would have Done worse than Schumacher in his first year in F1. Yeah, I think uh, so. Okay, so my logic wow. when making this was like, let's assume that I'm like whatever some helmet Marco of a new team that has like okay. crazy funding, right? That's going to be, that's going to be.
and you know i had to pick a first driver to take the team forward so in that sense i would probably just put some faith in mick schumacher because you know he so has one f2 he does have some then you're taking you're taking so you are taking stuff like about like you're taking context into account then you're like considering no, like, like what kind of scenario and stuff like just considering what, what situation we're in i guess what we're saying is like if you just purely look at 2021 season and then you want to build a new team for 2022 how that's how i thought i was not thinking as to um yeah, then you have to give F2, a lot more but, yeah, yeah not f2 but yeah. but just given that i would say mick probably has more potential yeah like if i yeah, just but that's a different list season, though, but first yeah, not even potential i'm just saying if you saw this season who would i want in my team next season yeah, i would choose even if you don't know yeah, i think i think he, he did i think he performed well this season like he was in the horse he was never going to finish ahead of anyone really um he almost always finished ahead of his teammate which is the least that you can do to like really impress in your first season it was another rookie teammate so easier but he was a rookie himself in his f- first season with a new car and he outperformed him in quality and on in the races and uh i think he's going to do better than him next season also, as well also if you remember he you know, fought with max a little bit in hungry when i mean obviously max had a broken car but that broken car is also probably as yeah. fast as a horse if not faster yeah. so also if ever yeah. uh, a williams or uh, an alpha was slow enough in a race it would be schumacher would be close to it and yeah. he'd have like a few overtakes something going on but uh, mazepin was never there yeah so i mean i guess schumacher is above stroll and then uh, okay. Yeah. okay and then yeah, i guess 13th ricardo you have yes. him as well i put i put seb oh interesting in 13th okay mm-hmm. so yeah i feel like aston martin oh, wait, was a better car than you already discussed ricardo i had seb higher than ricardo as well yeah. same so i guess at when i have ricardo like 13th 14th ish yeah 14th so yeah. yeah so basically i guess we can discuss oh, yeah. you said seb is higher than ricardo and i'm saying seb is lower than ricardo i so thought that, seb that's was we can a decent bit higher than ricardo actually Yeah, based on this season I think he was. Yeah, I wouldn't say so because I thought Ricardo disappointed because he didn't do as well as Lando, but I think everyone underrated Lando. And I think Aston Martin was not a, as bad of a car like I think Seb didn't destroy Stroll as much as he needed to Aston in, a, in my opinion. Sixth best car, Ricardo was in the fourth best car. They both had the same number of podiums. I if you count Hungary then then Vettel has more podiums. I, but I you can't just judge based on podium in a, right? in a points, far better car points across the season i feel like it's what matter like, i don't so think Seb was that good and you're talking about uh, one off performances he got so many points just from that one win so it's yeah it's so not we a, can uh, if you, like remove the outliers but i just i didn't think Seb was that that consistently good like i i remember him getting out of q2 many times I mean I guess yeah, Ricardo had lower lows easier to remember. I think Ricardo did the same and worse and more often. I mean I guess it again boils down to this like if I look at this one season and I'm choosing who I want next season my team I would still choose Ricardo over Seb because the highs were good and like Seb was just average. So I guess it's just different criteria. Yeah, I don't think it's average because he was, because he was in the seventh best season in a new car. Again, yeah, new exactly. car, seventh best car. He was not in the sixth best car. I think he was definitely in the seventh best car. Seventh, he was behind Alpine as well. And he he, he got what? He got a podium in Baku. He came fifth in Monaco, fourth or fifth. He basically came second in Hungary. He yeah. 
qualified really well again his average quality was like t- less than 12 which i think is good for that car mm-hmm. he also destroyed stolen quality his, his which is like head was three like really good performances and i would say three like ricardo let's say had one really good performance and i would say seb had at least three really good performances and i think his quality overall was better than ricardo and plus given that he was in a new car and the th- whatever the seventh best car also i felt over the season i saw vettel sort of in relative to his car i thought i saw him punching above his weight more often than i saw ricardo doing that uh, i almost never saw ricardo doing that uh maybe in monza but their car was also good in monza and he had his teammate alongside him and everything um but you, i yeah, think i, I saw vettel doing that more often as well he, he was in the points fairly often for a car that was not good uh and yeah he just picked up uh on his opportunities as well which was pretty impressive yeah i don't mind i don't mind agreeing to seb higher than ricardo and then like i guess we all have the same person between seb and ricardo right at ocon uh, no 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 i don't I no, no. also for me vettel is 10th ooh i have okay. two drivers between him and okay so, Wait, so after after schumacher can you tell yeah. me like your next three Okay, so after Schumacher, I have Ricardo, and then the next two might surprise, but I have Bottas and Perez. Okay, I have Perez and Bottas. Really? Yeah. I think you're because really you made your list differently of you. That's what we keep saying, bro. You made your Bottas yes, wasn't that bad. Bottas was like he did the best job just, a second driver could do. Like I wouldn't man. say I agree but my man. list was made for first drivers that's why they're so low. Right but I'm saying for example you're saying Ocon is higher than Bottas. Right? For sure. Yeah, I think he had a better season. I don't think Ocon would have gotten how many like uh not a 10 podiums in Would that you say Ocon had a better season than uh Bottas? I don't No, I I don't think so. I think Bottas outqualified Hamilton sometime. I don't think I think Ocon against sometimes. Hamilton it would be like 22-0. Ocon kept up with Alonso for the most part this this whole season. I know it was Alonso yeah, coming back. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think after, everyone agrees that Alonso had a great season. But Ocon kept up with Alonso the whole season. Bottas wasn't close also, to Hamilton most of the time. How many races did Bottas win? And we know Bottas, do? we know Bottas can do well in quality at times. We've seen that in past seasons as well. It's not like he he pulled out something new out of the bag, right? It it was just the same old when he did sometimes all qualify Lewis and quality, see, but Bottas he always was... he always disappointed in the races. We've seen so many times where if he, if Lewis were in ninth uh, because of something happening or like in pitting, he would overtake the people in front of him and make up those positions again into the top three. If Bottas was in ninth, he'd be stuck there for like ten, fifteen laps. Yeah, Bottas is really tough. He couldn't show Mercedes his pace in the races sometimes. Uh, and we're saying that four or five years Bottas in that car, I don't think finished, it was really impressive. Bottas only finished outside of the points three times, and then basically had podium points. He, he was in the yeah. Best I don't think that's a metric that should be for a Merc. But three times it's not that bad. Like you got to discard outliers. Like across the season, he had ten podiums, three, four retire, five retirements, or four retirements, and then four, five, six, six, which is not bad. And then he had three outside the points. So like, if you take like his fifteen best races, which is like a good approximation for his average of the season, I think he was still so solid. I just like think most of the, the time races, he was there to pick up the podium. He never really made progress. Like, sure, you have I the mean, best car and you qualify podiums. ahead. But I think his racecraft is just too weak. Like we've seen the videos of him, like you know, getting overtaken like crazy and 
um Baku he in Imola he was fighting with Russell before they crashed in in the last race in Abu Dhabi he got overtaken by Sonoda you know and just like in the races I just don't I lose all my faith yeah, I, in him I, I I kind of thought it was a very average season from him because I think um, okay if he's my first driver going into Mark. next season I think he'll lose a championship battle to any teammate that's in the top half I think I think if Lewis retired for some reason and Toto had to um and Toto got Russell in uh, to drive alongside Bottas I think there would be a part of Toto's mind that would be like worried about the fact that uh if Russell takes time to like adjust to the new team then they might not have a to- person who can challenge for the title even in the best car I think he might have been worried about that and well, that's not saying like- that's not that's not very good on like Bottas right it doesn't look very good for him if you're saying that Was he like, Mercedes beat that. Red Bull by around 25 points I don't I think I agree Bottas was better than Perez and that that was the difference there. I think Bottas was a yeah, better teammate most of the time Ocon to Lewis like I been... think he helped his strat more often. Um and I think he was meh and it was fine but Perez was also in a new car and he took a while to Yeah, I think it's also just that Perez he's great on Saturday. But I think on a Sunday he's just too disappointed. And we've seen that before again. We've seen that Bottas can do a decent job on Saturday. We've seen him Yeah, in Monza he did really well. I'll give him that. Yeah. But thing yeah, is I in Monza he made bad drives at Perez Monaco, made more often. Like the long pit stop. So he has he has had some bad luck as well. Um I could I would say that Perez did a good job like in five races this season. And that's not Every, good enough in a, in a he had five podiums you're right and that's really not that great in a Red Bull. I yeah, think so I would say season the Red Bull was above Perez. I think I would. I think Bottas was closer to the top 2 for most of the season than Perez was. Okay so I have Bottas yeah, and Perez next that... to each other but I put Perez above just because I think Sunday matters more like okay maybe in a championship battle they matter more and he got 10 podiums a lot too but yeah I think that's what I think I think you're right it does matter more and I think Perez wasn't on it even on Sundays a lot of the time yeah he was obviously behind on Saturdays as well but um Sundays I don't think he really pulled it out of the bag either I think he he got like four or five podiums versus N11 on Bottas's part. Um Bottas was a lot closer to the top 2 and was able to help Lewis out with strategy much more often than Perez could. Um If you think about it this way, towards the end of the season I agree Perez improved and he was also pushing on. Yeah, that's what. So that's the two and things. Next so season I might have expected Bull, which Next season I think I might have even expected to see Perez go ahead of Bottas at both in like similar cars, but I think this season I think Bottas was better than Perez. Like I think your little Uh, your opinion is colored by the fact that Perez qualified badly, and he would have a race that seems so good because he has many overtakes. No, no, I agree. Whereas Bottas qualifies well and then drops positions. So, like, you're comparing. No, no, like, I do agree with that. Like, that's the thing, though, because I think the, the second Red Bull is just a hard car, and Perez was in, it was the, and it was a new car for Perez, like a very new car for him. So, I think if you take those things into account. and give him that slack in quality i think most of the races he didn't make up the place which is the same problem that albon and gasly had before but i think overall he dealt with it better and but it was like a easier car to drive like a better faster car like i still think also faster doesn't necessarily mean job. an easier car yeah but everyone said that i, I like put him just above bottas but Very often you did just see Perez coming in like fourth, and there was a massive gap in front of him and a massive gap behind him. He wasn't really racing with people. Um, he was in the second yeah. best car. Also, because often then he'd be on an point. alternate strat to Verstappen, yeah. or then holding people back, which again he's 
he's good defensively so basically i think he just puts in more yeah into his racing and i think he improved with that a lot over the, you saw that a lot more in the second half of the season as well as he improved and as he got closer to the top two um i think he was able to have these battles and he was able to help out a lot more in that um, yeah and i think just subjectively if i'm so, again if i'm seeing him in a title fight with someone like going at it I just see no like I have no hope like no faith in Bottas doing any wheel to wheel battle with someone and coming up, like yeah. winning most of the time whereas with Perez I still see that in him you know they that see he what Helmut Marko said see like you're still judging with a bias on Sunday right see I would think Bottas out qualifies many of the people in like at least he would be quite close or match up in quality to the people in the top 10 I think probably yeah, the people I in the top 10 would all out qualify all of them I think you're out qualify majority of the grid here Bottas. Yeah, and I think Perez would lose in qualifying to majority of like in by at least 10 people in the grid. Yes, so. but I think Perez is generally I, I'm not sure why I'm arguing this anyway because I did put Bottas <laughs> higher this season but um I think Perez is better in the races and I think Bottas has disappointed in the races of the last few seasons. Yeah, even. I mean this is also like I flipped these two like probably 10 times. It, so. it was close. These yeah. two were close. I just thought over I thought basically how it went was to um Bottas had kind of a good period towards the end you know when he won his race and stuff and Perez also started improving towards the end but in the first part of the season Bottas was a l- lot further ahead than um Perez understandable maybe because yeah. Perez was coming into a new car and like you said the second exactly, uh, yeah. Red Bull is notoriously difficult to drive so you can understand that but that does mean that Bottas had a better season than um Perez okay. so I guess we'll like do Perez Bottas and then I'm guessing yep. you guys have Ocon on top of that. Yep. And I think we've discussed Ocon already enough. I have Vettel on top so. of that. Have we discussed Ocon at all? Not yet. But I have Vettel on top Wait, of Vettel, that. So you have it, you have what position? Yeah. Wait, so that's I'm like 13th or something. Wait, you have Vettel on top of Bottas and Perez. I yep. would definitely not. Okay, so that. explain why you have him so much further ahead because it, Abhi and I discussed Vettel a while back because we had him further down the list. So remind See, us. See, Stroll is 16th, right, Pity? And you're putting Vettel at tenth. Yeah. I don't think he was six positions better than Stroll, like points-wise. Yeah. Wise, like. I don't think it was that big a gap. Like I think it was a decent enough gap that you could appreciate the oh. fact that Vettel was a better driver, and it was, it was you can put more of a gap there because of the fact that Vettel was coming into a new car versus Stroll, who'd been in that car, and Vettel still outperformed him very like clearly. Um but I don't think it's six positions of difference. So why do you think he should be so high up? I think mainly just because again his I think he was definitely in the seventh best car. Mm-hmm. You know so I think half of the time they were competing more with Alfa Romeo than with Alpine. Like a lot of the times and I think given that his highs were insane and his quality yeah. was really good. Yeah, I'll I think he's really good. I think when he hit those highs I think his race pace also really showed this season. I think he had some good performances. Yeah, he had like a lot of solid performances. I think you know he worked well with whatever strat he was given. Yeah. Didn't really make many mistakes. I think you know previously he would make more mistakes. Mm. Especially at Ferrari and stuff this season like he was just solid overall. Yeah. Coming I would into say a like new team because you know we talk about how well signs adapted. 
like yeah obviously he's not adapted as well as signs but i think compared to the other drivers he's ad- adapted very well he's ahead of most of them like yeah. to get that kind of pace to be able to do that well in quali to outperform your teammate that much in quali i think it shows that you were able to get to grips with that car really quick like he he found the pace with that car really fast so um but still yeah, i would feel like he had experience so that's why it's easier to make those adjustments um but he still did well see the thing how i'm thinking about it is like if it was the same team in aston martin of bottas vettel this season Bottas would probably outqualify Vettel 15 to 5. And then if it was yeah, Checo versus Vettel in the season in that Aston Martin, Checo would probably have better races and finish more higher 15 to 5 times. So like in I that think sense, we can see Vettel after he's had another season in the car. Like I think uh, Vettel was yeah, let, let's just see. This was also his first season in this new car. He adapted well. Yeah, I would say I'm also definitely car for another biased. season let's see because he also talk about Bottas who's been in the same car, same like solid car by the way. for 4 years and you're saying that he has a good record he's performing well it's we got to put them on an equal standing to be able to say that yeah i think i'm also biased because i've seen more of vettel and i think nowadays he shows more of you know just like a nice guy side and stuff but vettel is quite ruthless in the race and i think if he has yeah, a race winning car he will win the championship over those two still if he is in a comfortable thing like he was You know, he also yeah, had no clue about that. A lot of times this season, he had what the most overtakes or something also. Yeah, he, exactly. he was like busy midfield driver. He wasn't just sitting around. I would say until 2018, I would for sure say Vettel beats these two. Then after that 2019 season, I don't know what like reason Ferrari was bad. He became bad. I don't know what, but after that, I have no clue where he stands. So that's why I wouldn't know necessarily if he would beat them in the championship. Uh, I don't I think, think Bottas qualified. I, I don't think he should be. I don't think he should be so far ahead of Stroll, but uh, I'm still impressed with him. Again, like, the Bottas Vettel thing. Um, it, yes, if you put them in the same car, Bottas has a better shot. But I think if you do do it, like if you take context uh, into account and how the season went and what the season meant uh, for both of them, Vettel in a new car versus Bottas in yeah, a car. Yeah, I think I'm also cheating a little bit and taking more context. I think you. But yeah, you, I think yeah. If you factor context in, then um, there is a shot for Vettel to be ahead of Bottas, even though Bottas might still be a better driver at this point in their careers. Yeah, I guess we can agree to disagree. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's fine. Like I don't, I don't think I feel too strongly about it. It's fine. Okay, so then yeah. in ninth, I'm guessing your guys is tenth ish. You have Ocon. Wait, can you recap? Okay, yeah. So oh. yeah, let's go from the bottom. So starting from the bottom we have Mazepin, Giovinazzi, Raikkonen, Sonoda, Latifi, Stroll, Schumacher and then I think you guys put Vettel like that was the consensus. Mm-hmm. Ricardo. Yeah. So Vettel, Ricardo, Perez, Bottas. Yeah, that's the bunch basically. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's close enough but I had Ricardo lower down. I mean, I had initially still put Ocon worse than Perez and Bottas. and you guys have Ocon higher than Perez and Bottas. Yeah. So, I guess we can discuss that now. Uh Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I, I would just say like Yeah, you go ahead. You take any of the strengths of Bottas, like maybe his immense quality, uh quality or Perez like tire management race, being in the mix for um strats and stuff for Max, like each of them have their own strengths. I don't think Ocon can match up to any of these strengths better than that respective driver can. So I don't see why I would put him higher than Bottas cuz he would not outqualify Bottas. 
he would not do as well tire management or race pace or defending as Perez. So like I don't see how you can just put him higher than that. So I thought it was quite impressive though, Con. I think he got quite a lot out of the car so um I don't think it was that quick a car. I think it was behind Alpha Tauri. Yeah, I um, think it was a well yeah, behind Alpha Tauri like solidly behind. And, and he's got a solid teammate as well. It's yeah, Bottas had a solid teammate and that's why we saw the gap but um Ocon had a solid teammate with him and Alonso. It was uh, Alonso was coming back even. after a while but He's, I think we saw Alonso drive well this season and we saw Ocon match him and drive well as well. I think they were a pretty solid team and I think Ocon performed really well over the course of the season. And with that context in mind, that's why I put, I put him in that position. Again, I know you haven't taken that context into account. You've done it on a different basis. You've done it based on like the ability and if you put them in the same car. So I see your point, but I still think if you consider everything that uh happened this season and the way he competed and he kept up uh with the pace and the expectations that were required of him um i think that was pretty impressive like when they gave him that new contract at alpine i wasn't surprised or shocked i, I thought it was deserved almost yeah i'll tell you this i might change your mind seb his points in hungary were taken away because of that dq and he finished the season with 43 points okan got 25 points in hungary because of the bowling match that happened and so he finished on 74 points. You discount that as well just as you do with Seb and you subtract 25 points. Ocon is on 49 points. 49 to 43 is a pretty close gap given that you know you had the fifth car versus the seventh car and also then sixth Fernando car, had 81 points and Ocon had 49 and sixth was I think better than 7th like it was quite clearly better than 7th also Ocon finished in the points far more often than Vettel did yeah. right? I also think I Vettel think my main argument is that one Ocon finished 14 times that's that's a massive difference he kept yeah. picking up the points no also if you so remember at some point there was Ocon was complaining I think yeah, it was about his chassis and when they changed that he immediately yeah, started it, doing it better it changed up completely you saw like that switch in his performances yeah uh-huh. and also yeah, everyone is better than Vettel Alonso so much I think if we're giving Alonso so much praise for his performances we can't say Ocon is that much behind him because he wasn't he, he actually, was he like right points twice he was you take away that win he had like 60% of the points that Alonso have i still think you're so sure, but that way we we can't just take away, i don't think we can take over everyone's wins no what did Alonso get in that race no what did Alonso get in that race and he got a podium in that race He got fourth, so you can subtract twelve from Alonso. He put him on sixty-nine. You yeah. subtract twenty-five that, from that. Ocon is on forty-nine. That still means Ocon. I don't know. It's still fine. I think. I don't think it's that like, far off. And but I think I look we're at just discounting position. his performance, which to come first, yeah, you know, is always yeah, under pressure from Seb. It's not. Ju- you know, Seb himself said that Ocon literally made no mistakes the entire race, which is why he's able to finish it's not first. Just Ocon did some well, decent defending when Alonso yeah, was getting well his podium. And it, the point drive. is Ocon being higher than Bottas and Perez, which I still don't agree. I think he's better than Vettel this season, but I don't think he's better than Bottas and Perez. Also, just for context, Ocon's average quality position was eleven, yeah, and Alonso's average quality like position was eleven point oh five. So, I don't think he's better than Alonso, but I don't think his season was too far off. And I think Ocon. Yeah, I think showed, it's just like you know, different not, criteria coming. And I think he showed good talent. I think it's just different criteria because I'm like okay, also the, the season. 
Alonso and Ocon, you were talking about the difference right now. I, their quality and the quality and race head to head is identical. They're they're equal exactly. in both of them. It's the same. Like you can't differentiate between them. Their average positions are almost the same. Their average quality is almost the same. I still don't think that Ocon would have got ten podiums in that match. Ten. But podiums. that's like that's He's the criteria I'm thinking about. Both oh, are. in the Merc. Yeah. The Merc after Ocon had a few years, I think he might. But this is like. In the prime of his career, he's had he's got so much experience. I th- I think if you give yeah. Ocon the same conditions, then yeah, I think he'd have that as well. No, but that's I think if you put, on, think you put Ocon in the Merc next season, he'll beat Bottas. Yeah, I, exactly. Maybe this season, if you just put him plonked him in that car this season, it would have been hard for him to adapt and stuff and outperform Bottas. But I think if you put him in it next season, you give him a year or something like that, I think he can, I think he can perform at that level. I don't think Bottas was. Um, Extracting everything out of the car, far from it. So I think, like again, Bottas will probably out-qualify okay. him, but I don't yeah, think I mean, Bottas, Bottas wins the championship. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess it's such close margins. I guess I think we just put it like a bunch with some plus or minus. Yeah, I think these are very close. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Okay. I think we can just go to the top. I think what is it, eight now? Who do you have above Ocon? So we're looking at number eight, right? Yeah. So number eight, I have. George Russell, which mm. I don't know if you guys have put him this low, but no, I have put yeah, Alonso. I put George Russell eighth. I thought okay. Fernando was. Yeah, mm. because I have Fernando in seventh. I think George obviously had some insane quality performances, which, you know, I think very very few drivers on the grid were able to do something like that. Yeah. Which is just insane talent. Obviously, in the races, he went backwards. And, and you know, didn't do much there. better in like the laps, races. That pace is going to show. So, but I think that's understandable. Like, I think if next year in the Merc Russell will like do really good in quality, but I'm honestly not convinced that he can race that well. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, like, isn't it? I want to see how. Yeah, because I, he doesn't have that experience of like racing and competing with drivers. Like with the Williams for a lot of his career uh, in F1, he's been behind everyone. I mean, and Austria against Alonso, that was some of the best races okay, yeah. I've This seen. season was different. This season, I think, because of the fact that he was qualifying so well, he got a chance to do, to do that. But uh, like you saw with his team at Latifi, he, was, when he qualified behind, he stayed behind. It wasn't that impressive. Yeah, also, um, I just think that, you know, all these drivers, we don't realize they're not that experienced still because... Most drivers, you know, don't win championships. But you can't think about experience. Like the whole logic of this ranking was, who, no, doesn't no. matter age, doesn't matter potential, doesn't matter experience. This season, how did they do? No, I don't you, care. I, think, no, you, you, I, think, I took context into account. Like when, when I said Schumacher had a decent season yeah. and I didn't put him that low, I think it's because of the fact that he was a rookie and he did well based on the expectations that people. Fine, had rookie. Him. I I don't mind making an exemption for rookie, but Why? three the, the, three. If you make an exemption for rookie, then you make it for other things as well. Because but I think there's a big cliff, matter. right? Three years in F1 versus like seven because, years in okay, F1, I think I think the... just too much. Yeah, okay. No, yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think George Russell has had experience. So in that sense, I don't think it's that much. I disagree I just this, because uh... if you make that argument, I think it doesn't work because people also often make the argument that Hamilton is not the same driver he was against Nico and that, Ham- and that you know, he changed so much even from his McLaren days when he was still fighting for, you know, podiums and race wins. So I think other drivers should also get some of that allowance because you know, like, what Nico Rosberg won after ten years of being in F1, 
Yeah. Where I think he has the talent, he just needs to develop a bit of consistency. Similar to Lando, I think where Lando was doing well in quality in 2019, but I think now in 2021 his race also matched yeah, that think, same I, level. I think that I used to feel that about Leclerc as well. I think Leclerc has hit that consistency as well a bit more now, but um, and I think he might have to keep hammering that into win the championship. Yeah, like in terms of pure like talent and pace. I think pure talent and pace, Russell is even higher. But I think just because we're unsure about his race, like his racing has not been great. It's, it's been just like a, it's not been on display. Yeah. I think we just haven't got a chance to see it. It's not like you can say it's but been. But for average, that reason, maybe, I would say Alonso's higher because I have seen him race. Okay, this is outside of the context of this season now again. But we've seen how well. No, I'm saying I'm seeing him race this season. Yeah, no. So I guess we can move on to Alonso because I have Alonso on at seventh. Okay. Like for example, that Alonso versus Hamilton in Hungary, I don't think George can necessarily do that. I don't know. I think that was a special thing that very few can do. Like Alonso is one of the few who can defend that much. And I think Alonso's generally mm-hmm. been in good fights overall this season. He's come back after a while, but still, you know, done really well. I think nobody expected him to do this well. Yeah, I, maybe it took like two races, three races for him to get used to it. After that, he just didn't look like we gave that whole like he was on adapting to new car credit, right? So I think in this sense, you also have to give coming yeah, back as a forty-year-old adapting all that. So that's why I can Alonso. See that, yeah. I can see that. So fine, Alonso eighth or eighth Russell, Alonso seventh. Yeah. Four. I think that's fair. I think we have the same six. Probably. Yeah, I would imagine. Gasly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, he's kind of in the middle where I wouldn't say he's comparable to. I wouldn't say. Bit of Yeah, I couldn't hear you for a while. Yeah, I'm saying like, to the top five, there's a gap to put Pierre, and then. To seventh, Alonso. I thought there was a gap. Like I thought he was by himself. So I don't think there's much debate in my head for me because he's off the people higher than him, and he's better than the people lower than him by a good margin. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's fair. I think you know, he had. We can just do at least the fifth best car. In some cases, the fourth best car. Even. In some cases, the fourth yes, but I think over the course of the season, the fifth best car, and he he drove to that level. He he was miles ahead of everyone else on the grid. He he. He was one of those like best of the rest category, like uh, outside of the top four cars and the drivers that were in them. Um, I think the amount of times he qualified sixth was insane. Right, like he was, he was performing better than McLarens. He was performing better than, at times, people like Perez at the beginning of the season. Um, sometimes ahead of the Ferraris when there was something wrong. So he was really pushing that car and trying to take the take those opportunities opportunities that were available to him. Um, and he killed his teammate as well once again. Like it was not yeah, close. No. It was not pretty at all. It was a blowout. Yeah, so I think we can agree on six, and then now I'll get to the spicy part. Okay. So, but I honestly, I want to make a bold take. I don't think our top five is different. I think our top five will be the same. Let's see. So let's see if it is spicy because. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's. I think it'll probably be the same. I think I there's the one position that I flipped off five. On. I flip flopped on. Yeah, I'll say later, but really, I put chili higher. As as I thought, yeah. No, I have signs. I mean, I put him. Five. I put him fourth. So I put Lando fifth, Carlos fourth. Really, Lando. I can okay. Yeah, you we like. Can, okay, we can get into that. I think that's might be fairly different from what Adve and I have put. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put Lando. My, I'll put Lando. Anyway. I'll, so I'll put my arguments out. 
Okay. First of all, I think over the season, McLaren was a better car than Ferrari because Daniel Ricciardo extremely underperformed it. So they would have, if you had a better, like if you had a Lando duplicate, essentially, which is equivalent to like how Charles and Carlos were so close to each other, they probably would have beat the Ferrari in that McLaren because basically that first like 60% of the season when they were just a lot faster Daniel was not doing anything so I still think over the season Lando had a faster car I think he dropped off a lot towards the end of the season like I just saw a lot of 10, 10, 9, 8, 7 which is just you know not that great like I think he had higher highs but I still think you know Carlos and Charles like head to head over a season were better and I think Carlos is higher than Lando like one position above because you were giving credit right to coming to a new car um, you know managing and adjusting and stuff and also if we look at head to head quality head to head all that the fact that he was quite close to Leclerc who was like supposed to be like max level I think in that sense Carlos did a really good job so that's why I put him higher than Lando okay so just before I don't necessarily think that the McLaren was the third fastest car because recently only I saw this article on the I race where, the where they compared so they took the fastest time set during any session for a given weekend and like then they compared how fast like including practice and quality basically they took the fastest time mm. set and then they took the fastest time set by any driver of different cars so say the fastest time was set by Verstappen in the Red Bull right so then they took the fastest time any Merck car had set any Ferrari you know in that for each constructor and they saw the gap and so over the course of the season Ferrari was actually closer to that gap than McLaren won and then you know especially even at the start when McLaren you'd say was stronger in the first half Ferrari was still stronger at the street circuits because you know Baku, Leclerc, Qualied Pole, Monaco, Leclerc, Qualied Pole and then obviously had his issue. So given that I think Ferrari overall did have the third fastest car. See like how you rated Ocon so highly because you're like he kept up with Fernando and all that and you gotta give the same credit to Carlos he kept up with Leclerc right? No no agreed but okay so one more stat which is this is what I was looking at also. So, Sainz's average quality was 8, whereas Leclerc's was 6.4. Like, I think Leclerc, you know, had more issues. Like, you know, he crashed out more and stuff like that. Again, they're very close. Like, I did flip-flop between Leclerc and Sainz. Yeah, it was a lot closer than I No, like, Leclerc, I think, objectively, was better than Sainz. Yeah. which but is I why I have Sainz in 5th. Which I Lando think and is probably Carlos, similar I think for is... as well. Yeah. I don't know. They I mean, had... I think like you know, Carlos had more podiums across the season, or or is it equal? That, that, yeah, it's that's equal. the key thing, and I think I think it would be different based on the two conditions. If I was doing it based on what um, Abhi said, like if you just do it based on the driver ability, I think even I think Leclerc finished higher than um, Sainz more often this season. He outperformed him in quality more often this season. But Sainz ended up getting those podiums. Um, yeah, he ended up making. Wait, no, aren't we making, talking yeah. about Sainz versus Lando? Yeah, but I'm still 
Yeah, but it's a different conversation. Like, I used to have to compare him to his teammate. If yeah, talks, I think like, we can get even to Lando when I, next Even when I discuss Lando and how he did this season, I think the fact that he did so well against his teammate is a factor in why I'm placing him so high. So, but the same reason... Ricardo is so much worse than Leclerc. Yeah, this season. But even even then, I think Lando wiped the floor with him like consistently through the season. Yeah, I also think Leclerc is just... Okay, just to make sure that why we have Leclerc over signs is... First of all, Leclerc qualified better. He, no, I mean, I he think got more unlucky, but his highs were higher, of course. So, basically less consistent, but overall, I think we can agree, more pace. No, like, Leclerc, I think, is a sure third. Because, yeah, like, so I think that's he had where... so many fourths. Like, so many fourth positions. Yeah. But I'm still curious to see, like, what's your rationale for Lando over Carlo. Okay, so I think both Adwin and I have Lando in third. Yeah. And also, given this Oh, you season, have Lando so... above Leclerc? Yeah. Yeah. And so... Oh my god. So I think we'll have similar reasons. But first of all, okay. Lando's average quality was 3.77, which is the third That's best. 3.77. Yeah. Yeah. It's that can be true. Yeah, his 3.77, third best of the season. No, I, I don't think that. Like 3.7 that's no, 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 not no. possible. That's Bottas, bro. I think you're looking at Bottas. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, but yeah. even then, Lando was really good this season. I think in the in the first part of the season, um, he was ahead of everyone for the um, Mercedes and the Red Bull. And even then, yeah. when Bottas Consist- wasn't on I mean, he was third in the Perez championship right, for so long. Yeah, Norris I mean, was always there. Consistently, halves, he was doing well, and he was pushing the car to his limits. And because of that, he was third in the championship for so long. Like, I think he See. was the end of the season when the car also sort of fell off, and the Ferraris became quicker. I think he was basically hanging off of the points that he got in the beginning. Yeah, and also, okay, when you're talking it, about him finishing 9th and 10th-ish, let's remember that, okay, in Russia, he was leading most of the race. Yeah. When his spin he, he happened, which, of, you know, you lack of experience, sure, that was his mistake. But yeah, I think but then he, also, most drivers would have stayed out on the on the hard tyres in Russia. Even Hamilton said, you know, I'm, I want to stay out, but Bono called him in. McLaren if he obviously had that win, he would be a lot closer to Perez than he would. Uh, yeah. Uh, Secondly, in Qatar he had a puncture, no fault of his own. He was doing well in Qatar. I think he was doing like fourth Hungary, or something in Qatar. Hungary, he was he the taken out. Uh, Hungary, the Ferrari survived, I think, but the McLaren yeah. were taken out. Leclerc didn't survive, out. but I think Lando was taken oh, okay, out. Yeah. Um, Lando went out. In Brazil, he had a puncture again, back. which you could argue was his fault because he tussled with signs at the start. But again, that was a puncture. So both of those ninth and tenth finishes, you know, punctures. Still see, Spa, like, he would have been on pole if he didn't crash when they should have anyway red flagged the session. There were a couple couple of times this season when he could have got but pole. You could was say, really like, pushing so for and then he went slightly over the line, wasn't it? Like, I agree, like, you, you could say, say many things for Leclerc, Leclerc like that, but Leclerc's highs wouldn't have been... Like, he didn't see yeah, didn't have what, as okay. many highs. Leclerc was on pole in Monza and he didn't start the race. And then in Hungary, in Leclerc was like pretty, yeah, um, on Monaco. And Leclerc was pretty high up in Hungary, but he got taken out by no fault of his own. And then apart from that, he's had, uh, oh, in Russia, Leclerc had, he started back because he took an engine penalty and he was like right on the ass of Carlos and stuff, but he didn't get to pit. So he would have been like, he had like 15 places gain or some shit if he had pit properly. And across the season, he had many more fourth places than Lando did. So if you look at like the first 10 races, Lando did amazing, but you still count the number of fourths, I think Leclerc's is higher. Uh, yeah, if you count the number of fourths, maybe, but also I think 
again overall he was in a let's say even if not slightly so slower similar level of car the average quality was exactly the same and i still think overall yeah, i, I still think mclaren was a faster car like they dominated until hungary like lando wise and then lando had like a podium in monza a should have been pole in belgium uh should have been win in russia so like i can only see like and then like even in the last few like sao paulo qatar saudi and stuff i remember a few like soft punctures and stuff so like maybe points wise it seems like but i oh, think at the same time those places where he lost out are also places i think where he was fourth i'll have to go and look at that again actually but i think he was also consistently fourth or in that position in a lot of races and then i think his overall highs were higher in the first half also we saw you know again i guess it depends how much better you think the mclaren was in the first half but also the mclaren wasn't that great in the over the course of the season so, i don't think it's that yeah, clear yeah over the course uh, of the season McLaren i don't think the ferrari better. was better overall yeah i agree no nah, i mean i think that's why we disagree but i still think over the course of the season like oh Lando also i think was... one big factor is that leclerc's mistakes were more self-inflicted than lando's mistakes most of the time and what was leclerc's mistake in monaco that was one I mean, He crashed there in a couple of things at the first lap he tussled no, with he Gasly and lost his wing and stuff. He was on pole. Sure he crashed but your team should fix it. It was not like that big of a mistake. I, it's still a mistake to crash. It is definitely a mistake. It definitely I mean is. then like it's very similar to like that red flag in Hungary. I mean in a spa for Lando then. No, right? but I don't think you can say that's the same thing because there was no like adverse condition on the track. Look, Leclerc I do had think there were self-inflicted injuries sense. as well on Lando's part. Like Russia was yeah. something that he had control over and he messed up. And so, again, Russia, I would argue that that's still not as bad as driving into someone because I think including Hamilton would have stayed out on that. It's just that you know Hamilton obviously has a more experienced team that told him that no, you have to come in. You know, so again, I would. Yeah, I think it's just a different criteria because how I'm thinking it is next season. I'm team principal. I would rather have Leclerc over Lando any day. Oh, same. Here. Agreed. So then, I, in I that sense, that's why I think. But, but if you don't think that's the criteria, the point, then obviously yeah, it'll be this different. season. I think I'd say Lando had a better season. No, but yeah, even so. like if I only look at this season, I would still choose Leclerc over Lando for next season. I think that's oh, where we disagree. Sure, I'm also looking at this account, season. I think I would still take Lando. I'm also taking Lando. into account stuff like the fact that Lando outperformed expectations as well. Maybe my expectations for him—I mean, they definitely were. That's what I'm saying. He was extremely underrated. Yes, yeah, so I'm taking that into account. Like it, it's my expectations, and he beat those, and this is my list. So that reflects. Yeah, I think. Your, okay, for me personally, work. I think it's fair to say that Lando did as well as Leclerc, but Leclerc's mistakes were more self-inflicted. because there were a few races when the first lap he tussled with uh like Gasly and stuff I think he tussled with twice and basically made more mistakes in the first lap that Gasly also I'll, I'll put a question out to you guys like, you think so much higher if he didn't you guys think those. that McLaren is the fourth best car right but i'm saying for example consider this McLaren um Carlos drove for McLaren do you not think they would have scored more points than I think Lando would have there Hmm? No, I'm saying no, like I think Lando McLaren, the, I think and, and, and Lando was in the Ferrari. Yeah. Like identical positions, identical amount of experience in those cars, but Lando, like it would just swap the cars and swap. Yeah, you basically swap the teams, like the drivers for the team. I think Lando would be team. up there. I think Lando would be up there. I think he would be up there, but I think the McLaren would 
be a lot more points than the Ferrari. Like I think it would no, be like I, I don't no, I don't think so. I really don't think so. I like, think Lando would have be... been up there, maybe ahead of them also. I I don't think it's like I think it would be McLaren three twenty, Ferrari two seventy five. Like the points would switch as well. Ooh. No, I don't think I don't think it would be that much of a gap. I think overall oh. Ferrari would still finish ahead. Like you guys are not considering how bad Ricardo was that first half of the season. Like Lando got like one forty points. Okay, but... That's the thing. I'm not even in the first half. I'm not in the first half of the season. I'm not even considering uh, Ricardo's performances. I just think Lando, objectively in that car compared to the others around him, was really good. He was he was finishing fourth, fifth all the time. He got podiums in that uh, period as well. He was third in the championship for what almost halfway through the season. Yeah, he really did well so. in that car objectively. It wasn't just relative to his own teammate. He, it was relative to the Ferraris. It was relative to um, Gasly in the Alfa Tauri. He was also like the fourth best car at times in that period. So. I mean, see, I guess it's hard to judge because when McLaren was the third best car, Lando was getting fourth. When Ferrari was the third best car, Charles was getting fourth. No, I completely so, agree. With uh, I think we're very I similar agree, in that yeah. sense. Uh, but again, I think Lando was more consistent. Nah, I would not say sure I would say Leclerc is more consistent because yeah, I think I'm if you go race sure. by race so many, and look four, at five, like when each of them like you know lost places due to some error. Most of the times, Charles lost because of more self-inflicted mistakes. But I think he was still because Charles that, has a tendency of bad first so, laps. He was still really consistent through the rest of it. He had those mistakes and stuff, but he was really consistent and consistently finishing high up in the points. Like like Abhi said, he finished. He picked up fourth and fifth like quite often. Uh, even when Sainz was ahead of him, he wasn't far behind. Um, he did finish ahead of Sainz. Oh yeah, I mean, not saying Leclerc like wasn't consistent. I just think Lando was a little more consistent. Basically, I don't see any like. I think it's very, very particular. Like, I That's not, but I don't think there's any particular reason to rate him could... lower either. But I don't see any consistency. Yeah, I think Lando, not, I think you could swap them around. Belgium. For, in my list, and I wouldn't care really. No, but after Belgium, I don't see how Lando is. You can give him consistency because for the ten races after Belgium, he was getting. No higher than seventh place. Uh, is that true? Yeah, no higher than seventh. The end of the season wasn't that great. He he was. Like how can you say? He did feel a bit like he was hacking on the points three, four, from the beginning. Four, five, and six in the beginning. He had seven, seven, eight, ten, ten, nine, ten, seven. That's still not good enough for fourth best car if you claim to think so. Okay, fine, but Abhi, if you're in the third best car and you're third through the first half of the season, that's still really impressive, right? I know you don't get medals for coming third in the first half. Yeah, of the season, but Bottas but... and Perez are. Agreed already to be worse than Lando and stuff. So third is not that hard if you're literally the third best car. But there's two drivers in the top two teams, and then the other two are shit. I don't think I don't think Ferraris were that far behind at that point. You look at them even in the in first half of the season, results, they were like, really they were far right, behind. Yeah. They were quite far. They were quite close to. Uh, no, but I mean, again, like at least Lando, Baku, and Monaco were initial, and they did well in that. Yeah, but Lando also had a podium in um, Monaco, and Baku they had pole. Like Charles got pole because of some mad drag or something, but the race pace was not any good. Oh yeah, the race pace wasn't as good for sure. And the pole well, was pure chance for McLaren either. But fifth is that's exactly what Lando is averaging the first half of the season. Fifth, so I don't think that's a problem for Baku. And was Russia at the I, end I, of I the see, first half? I think half? it's like it's like a tale of two no, halves. Like the first half. Five or six races before the end, right? 
Like you had the whole USA Mexico thing after that, and then you had the whole Middle East thing. Yeah, Russia was like end of the mid-season rounds, pretty much. That was kind of when it turned, right? Like before yeah. that, it was kind of going well and for the Milan. Psychologically, we lost it all after Russia. Yeah, I think that was like a turning point. Um, we should got that win, man. So close. <laughs> yeah. But okay. wait, so that so... was. I honestly don't care how you put those three. Like, I it's yeah, fine. I feel like those uh, some of the finest really. margins. Wait, so other what was your order yeah. for those three? Um, I've got Sainz, Leclerc, Norris. Okay. But I, you can convince me to put Leclerc ahead of Norris. You can convince me to put Sainz. Yeah, I think those Leclerc. are similar. I feel it's, like we can honestly do a Leclerc slash Norris tie, pretty much, sure. and I'll be fine. I, with because I think, think that's probably Norris the is... best way to do it. Yeah, I guess. I think we can yeah. overrule whatever we think. So go for it. <laughs> Okay, and then top two. I'm guessing we all have the same. Yeah, it has to be. Which is has to be Hamilton second and yeah. Verstappen number yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I would have said this before the last race as well. And I think I felt pretty strongly about it then as well. Like they were yeah. level in points going into the last race, but I think Max was a better driver most of the season. I think we can like, argue like there were times when Merck was a bit ahead, and there were times when the Red Bull was a bit ahead. But Max was always on it to pick up the most points he could. Uh, what, what was that top two record where he finished like in the top uh, two? Other than yeah, when he, three finished three ra- when he finished the race, he finished in the top two. Right. So, so when he had the best car, he was finishing first. When he had the second best car, he was finishing second. He didn't let any points go, and that's why he was up there with Lewis Hamilton. And yeah, like if you look at the first, like... he hadn't battled for a title before, and he held, he handled that pressure also insanely well. I was surprised, but he did it pretty well. Like Baku, he tire explosion. That was a win. Yeah. And so, yeah. if you look at the first like ten races, he had like six wins, four seconds. Hungry or Silverstone? I mean, Silverstone, he got punted off. Yeah. Like if you take out the bad luck, damage. Like which was like Baku, and the, but Baku I'll discount because Lewis also got some bad luck. But like yeah. if you think about Great Britain, where Lewis won, but Max got zero points. Let's say even you give him second place there. Then Hungary, Max just got punted by Bottas, and Lewis got yeah, second. Exactly. And then you add those points to Max's total, like he actually com- comprehensively beat Lewis. So like I feel bad for yeah. Lewis in the last se- race. Max but- won. There were so many points when we thought Max was going to win the title in the season. Like we thought he'd run away with it. It kind of kept coming back. But if those pieces of bad luck hadn't gone against him, and I don't think Hamilton had those many pieces, like those many bits of bad yeah. luck going against him, I think Max would have won the title before that whole. Um, Run that Hamilton mm-hmm. went on at the end of the season where he picked up those wins. I think Max would have had it wrapped up like three or four races before the end. Of like the I, season. if if Lewis won the title, I would still feel like Max got hard done by, especially because yeah, Lewis I took think it would have. I think it would have been down to luck, uh, like luck being against Verstappen, not luck being on the side of Lewis as much, but luck being against Verstappen if Lewis had won. I still would have said Lewis, it, he would have deserved it. Maybe it's more of like an emotional aspect of, like to it because I would have wanted him to win his eighth, but um. I was so performance-wise, deserved it, but I think yeah, I think he did make mistakes yeah. this season that we haven't seen him make before, and I think that's what separated Verstappen and him. I don't think Verstappen made many mistakes. Yeah, he, did he make any mistakes? I can barely remember them. Like it's no, yeah, yeah, I mean, really consistent season. I mean, he was on, insane. Yeah, if was, you claim that Monza is a mistake, then maybe. But even that, everyone like all the drivers claim that like yeah. the mi- biggest thing to blame is that curb. Like nothing that Max did there was incorrect. Yeah, he got bounced off that curb pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I think he barely made any. Yeah, I think the only season. like personally, the only like black mark on Verstappen's season would be 
like i think he was too aggressive sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> with, the, uh, with the senna no no i agree like the senna shumako mentality of either i make the corner or none of us make the corner yeah. but i mean i enjoyed seeing him i don't think the spectator of the sport, <laughs> that I should really be the mentality it, that's I, praised yeah but but i mean th- there's some aspect that that same mentality though like different maybe a different side of it but it still got him to that title like yeah. it, or you know like what he did the red bull this brazil this the first i didn't red bull like gave him all. a car that Yeah, yeah, true. This was the first time though that Red Bull gave him that car, like a car that could compete and win the title. And yeah. he didn't, he didn't hang around. He was on it from the first. Also, the hunger of the title, right? He, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't fade away at any point. Yeah, I mean, cool. I, I don't I, think he, like, he was just on it the whole time. I don't think there's any time where he was even ninety-nine percent. Like, if you think about it, like, if Max had really good luck, he would have had first or second every single race this season. I don't even think really good luck. I think we just didn't have bad luck. Like it's not even yeah. we're not even asking for that much. We're not I asking mean, for Russia, other guys to get bad luck. We're just saying second. Yeah, we're just saying his tire shouldn't blow out. We're just saying like he shouldn't should be, be taken out by, by Bottas coming up. His Bottas or his. Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's. I mean, the Lewis thing, I think he it, they kind of reciprocated and stuff. So it, it, they kind of balanced it out. But yeah, I think he had luck against him a lot of the season and still won and deservedly so. He did really well. Also, quality demolition, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't know. He that was the Perez biggest. I think that was the biggest teammate gap in the whole in on on the grid between him and Perez. And Perez oh, is like yeah. a veteran driver. He's been in the sport for a while. Different car, like hard car as well. But still, that's a massive gap. I mean, yeah. Like how much gap he had to Perez this season is the same as Albon and Gasly and stuff. So either yeah. he raised the level or Perez is just equally shit. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. Obviously, I mean they tailor the car to Max a lot, but I mean the level of performances that he puts, I think that's fair enough. Because I mean like, yeah. both these guys can carry a championship if they just had one car. Yeah. Max I don't think Lewis. Max had much help from his teammate as well this season. Like oh, I I'd put Bottas yeah. ahead I mean, of Perez earlier in the list, and that was because I thought Bottas I would say Bottas didn't do teammate. much either. Whenever I saw him defending Verstappen, <laughs> yeah, he pretty like, much just let him go. He was go, still but... he was still closer to the top, and I thought Bottas was just a better teammate to Hamilton than Perez was able to be this season. So see, I think Bottas was, was a better teammate to Mercedes. I think yeah, Perez was a better teammate to Max. Yeah, I think I I would agree with okay. that. Okay. But yeah, I mean Max, you know, even starting second, third, he would. You know, make the overtakes when it mattered. He was never scared. Yeah. That last lap, man. Everyone <laughs> knew it was gonna happen. Like <laughs> once, once he, once they put him right behind Hamilton, everyone knew he was gonna get it. I mean, that and was I don't exactly. Think anyone had any yeah, but I had, so I felt like some safety car, some show was gonna happen. I, can you imagine the last lap? Like he just one more lap, or if the, if if he crashed just one lap later, if he'd made that turn <laughs> right just one more time before he crashed. Hamilton would have had the championship, and no one would have like complained because that would have been like fine. Like if the safety car happened, I would car complain. I'd be like, yeah, I think most of F1 would complain. No, I think if Hamilton was far ahead and the race ended with like two laps behind the safety car, I think that would have been like you would have still said Hamilton deserved that victory, right? Yeah, you if Hamilton, that. you would have complained about the fact that the crash happened, but see, personally, I would feel like Hamilton lost out the championship because of the last race. And the only injustice I see there is the last race was a travesty. Yeah. But if yeah. Max lost that last yeah. race, 
I agree. And match was then I would say the whole season was season. A, like injustice. I would yeah. say I would be like that's a scam. Like Max was should have won. Yeah. So in that yeah. sense, if like, you had to pick, if you had to pick a winner this F1 season, I think it had to be Max. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Lewis had probably a slightly worse season than 2020 and like stuff. Like I don't think he was at. Oh, yeah. A, I think, but 2020 yeah, was like one of his best seasons. Season. I think we saw mistakes this season and haven't seen too many in previous seasons. Yeah, I mean, like for example, Bottas out qualifying him sometimes. I don't think Bottas out qualifies Max ever. I disagree with that. I, uh, I mean, let's not forget Lewis Hamilton is statistically the best qualifier. Yeah, but I'm saying that's why he had some like Max was just supreme this season. No mistakes also, ever. Bottas out, Lewis out qualifying Lewis at times isn't that new. I think he's kind of done it before. We've yeah, seen that he has Saturday even pace. at I his peak, even Sunday in 2020, pace. Bottas has out qualified Hamilton. Yeah, like it's which it, I just even think says Hamilton more really of Bottas than you know. Yeah, it he, says less he has those few tracks where I think it, it some races and some tracks where it clicks for him and he is able to get that pace and so he does do well in quali, but he just falls behind yeah, in the because race. Because I think we should we forget that Hamilton has had insane qualies. Like, especially in 2020, like, if you remember, like, Styria and stuff, where he qualified, like, 1.2 seconds ahead of even Bottas in the wet and stuff like that. Where Hamilton is insane at quality. In fact, Hamilton's average quality is a little lower than Verstappen's. His average quality is the best out of everyone at 2.14. Verstappen's is 2.82. Wow, that's actually... But that's, I think that's including um, some outliers, like, when Max... Oh, I think you're right. Like, it, I think you know when they used to just drop to the back of the grid and they just didn't put in the lap and stuff. I think it might have taken that stuff into account because, like, I think when you remove all the outliers, Max qualified higher. Who had more poles this season? Max. I yeah, think Max anyway. I think we might be. We're kind of just talking now. Yeah, I mean, do you want to go over the list? We agree with the order. Like, the... I think it's fair to say these two were yeah, definitely yeah, let's, let's the two best drivers, even if they didn't have the two best cars. Yeah, I think the top two were pretty clear to me, and yeah, the bottom one was pretty clear to me as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's go through the list again. What okay. have you got so, down? I'm going to fill it out. And okay, so starting from the bottom, we have Mazepin in last place, followed by Giovinazzi, Raikkonen, both the Alpha Boys, Yuki, Latifi, Stroll. Schumacher, Vettel, Ricardo, Perez, Bottas, Ocon, Russell, Alonso, Gasly, Sainz, Leclerc, Norris, Leclerc slash Norris, and then Hamilton and Verstappen. Yeah, there were times in that list where I saw I was looking at my list at the same time. It was like different, but I don't think I, I don't think I disagree with the choices enough to actually argue about. It. Like I think. It's all close enough. All the chunks of players, all those batches of players are right where I'd expect them to be. Some of them might be swapped and some of them can go a bit higher, a bit lower, but I think it's basically fine. I also it's think possible. if we all came in with the same assumption and criteria... Yeah, I think, I think there car, was a difference in us. I agree, yeah. Like That's if you put them all me. in the same car, or if you know were to rank next season, who would you want? in order of priority as your driver, like I think then our list should be more similar. Yeah. Yeah, Fair. for sure. Like I still think Carlos is better than that, but yeah. Yeah, also there's, I mean, so much subjectivity. I want to see us make this cars. list next year with Albon in it. I want to see what Opie does <laughs> I want to call him out on all his bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm not even biased with Carlos, he's just a goat. 
<laughs> okay, man. I mean, he is really good, so I won't disagree. Yeah. But let's not say you're not biased with Carlos. I'm not. He was brilliant. You were not giving him enough credit for being like Even the best adjuster. I was giving him credit. The best so we never record an intro to this podcast, which is why I'm doing it now because we just started off really awkwardly. But we're calling this Brown GP, and it's basically me, Abhi, and Adve just giving our bad opinions on F1 because no one really knows anything about f1 let's be real and for our first episode i guess we're doing our 2021 drivers ranking